Welcome to Demystifying Cybersecurity, the podcast that unravels the complexity of the digital world to help you navigate it safely. I'm your host, Heather Bennett, and I'm excited to embark on this cybersecurity journey with you. At Provincial Government Solutions, we understand the ever-evolving landscape of cybersecurity can be intimidating. We created this podcast to break down the jargon, explore the latest threats, and provide practical insights to keep you, your organization, and your data secure. Each episode, we delve into a range of cybersecurity topics, from threat detection and prevention to data privacy and compliance. We'll demystify the world of cyber threats and arm you with the knowledge and tools you need to stay protected in our increasingly digital world. Whether you're a seasoned IT professional or just getting started on your cybersecurity journey, Demystifying Cybersecurity is your go-to resource for staying informed, empowered, and one step ahead of cyber threats. So buckle up and get ready to explore the fascinating world of cybersecurity with us. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Let's dive in. Today I have with me C.C. Bennett. He's the CEO of Provincial Government Solutions. He's also a CMMC certified assessor. And he's going to be going through some of the top 10 frequently asked questions about CMMC. Welcome, Cece. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, let's just dive right in. Um, what is CMMC? Well, this is, you know, kind of why everyone is here. But can you give us just a little bit of detail of why we're here? Sure. Well, we've all probably, if you're involved in the defense industrial base, you've heard of CMMC. So CMMC is the set of security standards that organizations are being assessed on, the defense industrial based organizations are being assessed on to protect controlled unclassified information or CUI. So the CMMC is tasked with making sure that that sensitive information doesn't get into the wrong hands, that it's protected appropriately, and also that it's held to the standards as documented by the National Security or the Department of Defense. And it really matters to organizations because not only are organizations, especially small organizations, many small organizations are the ones that are involved with the defense industrial base as far as creating products and services for the U.S. government and especially the Department of Defense. But without this, without CMMC, then we really have no standardized approach in order to protect that information. So CMMC is that standardized approach that everyone at the Department of Defense will use to make sure that controlled unclassified and federal contract information is protected appropriately. Okay. You touched on this just a little bit, but um, who has to comply with CMMC? Well, right now, the, the organizations that have to comply are the defense industrial base. Those are the organizations that have been tasked with protecting that information. Uh, many of those organizations have that information inside of their environment or they do business with other organizations as subcontractors that have that information inside of their environment. So those are the ones, whether you're either a prime or a sub, you're required to protect uh, CUI or controlled unclassified information. Okay, so as a subcontractor, you can't go underneath your prime? No, you can't You can't really kind of skate under them uh, kind of free. You have to, uh, they, they will most likely pass those requirements down to their to their subs and then those subs will be responsible for making sure that they meet the, the same requirements as the primes. Okay. All right. Um, if you've read anything about CMMC, you know that there are several levels of CMMC. What, what are the three levels and why are they important? 
Well, as you mentioned, there are three levels for CMMC. Level one is the quote unquote, the easiest level. It's, it control, it uh, includes the basic hygiene level of controls for CMMC. So some of the basic things that you should be doing uh, as an organization anyway, are level one controls. Level two controls are a little bit more uh, complicated, a little bit more in depth. They include about 110 primary controls and then a number of sub controls or sub elements that have to be met as far as CMMC is concerned. Those are the ones that 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 level of of uh, CMMC is really where most organizations will fall being level two. And that's going to include most of the controls that are be applicable as far as controlled unclassified information is concerned. And of course, you know, there's a level three. Uh, level three has not been really completely defined by the Department of Defense yet, but there will be a small percentage of organizations that will be assigned that level. And that will most likely be based on either the type of information that they have or maybe the amount of information that they have. But more details will be coming out on that in the future from the Department of Defense. So one of the important things to to really understand as an organization is what level do you fall into? If you're level one, then when you go into more detail, you'll find out that level one organizations can basically self-assess themselves. They don't need an outside organization or entity to assess them. Level two organizations do need to have an assessment performed by C3PAO, certified CMMC, third-party assessment organization. So if you're level two, then you have to make sure that you plan that into your timeline, into your cost budgets and things of that nature. And of course, you know, we said that level three will provide more detail in the future. Okay. So our next topic is um, how to achieve CMMC certification. Like you were talking about in level one, they can basically self-certify, but do you think it's still important for them to reach out to a professional like a C3PAO? Yeah, I think that is very important uh, for a number of reasons. So the first reason is that if you're new to CMMC, then it, it helps to have a, a second set of eyes that are coming in and to help you to, uh, to evaluate your environment to determine, number one, where you currently are, what your current state is. Even if you're level one, it helps to have somebody come in and just you know double check you where you are so that you're, you know that you're meeting those requirements uh, appropriately. Level two, it's almost essential to have someone come in, unless you have that, that knowledge and that skill set in-house, someone to come in to, to evaluate your environment, to tell you um, where you may have gaps and how to close those gaps before you get to the point where you're um, actually contacting a C3PAO and asking for an assessment. I, I think that's a critical part that a lot of times organizations will skip in order because of cost, but it's much more cost effective to go through this process early on to determine what you need to fix and, and how to get there than it is to go through the entire assessment and not know that, get through the assessment process unsuccessfully and then have to come back and address it later on. That's one of the things that we absolutely recommend that organizations go through and to identify kind of where they are and to and how they can do remediation to get to a point where they can successfully uh, pass an assessment. So now we're getting to, we know we have to have a CMMC certification and we're reaching out to a professional, but what are some of the documents that we need to have ready before we reach out to a professional? Sure. So the primary document that you have to have is the system security plan. And if you're not familiar with the system security plan, it's a document that basically describes the assessed environment and describes how you have implemented 
all of the controls that are applicable to your level of assessment. And it goes into much more detail around network diagrams and data flow and things of that nature. So the SSP or System Security Plan is the primary document, but then there's additional documentation that's recommended or required uh, in some cases. And that includes the risk assessment documentation or risk assessment program documentation. It also includes your POAMs, your plan of action and milestones. It also includes things like your data flow, your network diagrams, and of course your policies and procedures. So all of these, all of this kind of documentation set or package needs to be created. It all needs to be vetted to make sure that it's consistent all the way through. And then all of that information needs to, to of course, make sure that it matches up to your system security plan. So there's a number of pieces of documentation that, that are required. Some of it is required to determine scoping, and then some of it is re- required really to, to kind of um, reinforce your assessment. And one, one piece of documentation that I didn't mention is your system inventory. You absolutely need to have a systems inventory that shows where all of the components of your CUI or CMMC environment are housed. Because if you don't have that, then it's going to be very difficult to really say how you're protecting your CMMC data with CUI data in that environment. Yeah, that's, this seems like a really important step here. Um, I know for Provincial Government Solutions, we're going to have a webinar in about a month that covers just documentation. Yep, exactly. Yep, and it's, that's the part where a lot of organizations get stuck. If, you, if you're available, I encourage you to, to really join that webinar because we're going to deep dive into a lot of this stuff and talk about system security plan. We're going to get a little bit more in depth about the different types of documentation that you need to have and um, even for smaller organizations, I think this will be a very, uh, very enlightening webinar. A lot of companies who were coming in to find out about CMMC already have previous experience with cybersecurity frameworks like NIST and ISO. Is there a way to leverage those types of, of things into CMMC? Yeah, you, you really can, can use uh, some of the existing work you've done with other security frameworks to, to help you with CMMC. But it's important to note that those existing security frameworks cannot be used in lieu of CMMC. So even if you've gone through HIPAA or HITRUST or maybe some of the other ones, NIST or ISO, those can't be used in lieu of CMMC, but they can be used to support CMMC. And the way that you can use them to support CMMC is that we always encourage organizations to develop a cross matrix or sort of a crosswalk between what they've currently done. So if you've gone through the process of maybe a NIST assessment or some other type of assessment, maybe NIST CSF, and you want to utilize that for your CMMC environment, we encourage you to map your requirements that you've completed for those other security frameworks, map those back to to CMMC, and then using that information, you can determine where your gaps may exist. So that's gonna save you some work, it's gonna save you from, from redoing some work maybe that you've already done, and then that's of course, you know, gonna save you uh, money in the end because you, you're not having to require as much contractors. So all previous um, efforts will not be lost. That's, that's Exactly. Good. That's good. Okay, um, what are the consequences of non-compliance? Well, the, the biggest consequence is that um, you may not qualify for that big contract that you want to win, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, especially if it's a contract requirement. But if, if you go through the process and you do not successfully achieve your CMMC certification, you know, it's not the end of the road. If there's something in your assessment 
that you don't agree with, then you obviously, you know, you have channels that you can use to challenge that. But if it's just a matter of you just didn't qualify because you had too many too many areas that you failed, then you can reevaluate your environment. You can remediate and you can come back and reapply again. So it's it's not an end of the road type of situation. You know, it does require you to go through the steps and, and to take this whole CMMC process pretty seriously. A lot of organizations have been waiting to kind of see what's going to happen as far as uh, CMMC and finalizing the program is concerned. And and the problem with that, and we'll talk a little bit more about it with, when we talk about timelines, is that if you wait too long, then it's going to put you into a rush situation and you may not be able to meet the requirements appropriately. So we really need to take this compliance seriously. Yeah, yeah, we really need to take it seriously. You need to address all of the, you know, the risk and make sure that we don't try to, to rush through the process at the end. Because, you know, organizations that think that they can save money by not starting on it or not hiring someone to help them are really just going to spend that money on the, on the back end by rehab to redo in their assessment. It may actually be more. Yeah, it, it definitely could be more. Uh, so CMMC, is it an ongoing compliance effort or is it like a one and done? Well, it's definitely not one and done. It is an ongoing compliance effort. Once you achieve the certification, it's not you achieve it and have it forever there will be a process to go back and verify that your environment is still staying up to speed and compliant with the CMMC requirements. So once you get that certification, you'll have to go through and periodically do uh, certain things to meet certain requirements around continuous assessment, continual monitoring and things of that nature to make sure that you're staying compliant with the latest and greatest requirements. And that really is kind of the whole point of the program anyway. It's not about just gaining the certification. That's a competitive advantage, obviously, but the point of it is to make sure that your environment stays secure and that we protect DUI and protect national security. That's really the the point of going through the process, and that will be shown in the future as organizations are reassessed to make sure that they're staying compliant. Yeah. Anybody who's been in in cybersecurity knows that the, the threats are always evolving, and it makes sense that CMMC would do the same. Absolutely. Yeah, every day there's new threats out there, and there's new new ways that the bad guys are using to try to exploit environments and, and take advantage of that. So CMMC program and also the requirements and their interpretation of how the information needs to be protected also has to evolve. So as that evolves over time, then of course, you know, we expect those requirements to, to evolve as well. So when you're coming into to CMMC and you're wanting to do a pre-assessment or or do your actual assessment, what what is the timeline? How much how much time and effort do you need to allocate for this? There's no set timeline or, or amount of time. It's really going to depend upon the organization. So if you have a smaller organization and you don't and you have very little CUI data inside of your organization, you probably can prepare a lot faster yeah. than an organization that has lots of information or that's a very large uh, organization. It's really going to depend. One of the, the things that you want to do is that you want to start early. And we're just about to that point where we're getting beyond early. We're kind of coming into now is the time to start if you haven't started already. Uh, and soon we'll be coming up on it's too late. And the reason I say that is, you know, I'm not trying to use the fear, uncertainty, and doubt card, but as organizations realize that they have to be CMMC certified and it starts to come out in contracts, if you don't have that certification, then it may be difficult to get that time schedule with the C3PAO to get consultants in to help you to get ready. 
And then by that time, of course, you know, you may be at a disadvantage as far as competing for certain contracts and things of that nature. So we, we're encouraging organizations to try to, to start now so that they allow themselves sufficient time to uh, get through this process, to understand the process and to do it in the least painful way possible. If you haven't started already, now is the time to start, to really kind of start those conversations and, and get moving down that path so that you can be ready. Well, are you finding it that companies are underestimating the time that they need? I think many of them are. CMMC has taken so long to really kind of come out and to, to be a quote-unquote official program that organizations are saying, yeah, you know, we, we've kind of gone through the whole SPRS process. We put our score in and you know, things of that nature. But if you haven't looked at CMMC, you'll notice that in addition to those 110 controls that are not that very different from 800-171 or the controls that you usually had to report on for SPRS, there are uh, over 300 sub-elements that have to be evaluated for CMMC. You have to make sure that you allocate enough time so that you can positively respond to and provide evidence for each one of those sub-elements. It's not just 110 controls. Organizations, I think, may be kind of taking it very lightly and not really putting as much effort into it, unfortunately, until they get to a point where they realize that they either may be overwhelmed with it or that they're not going to successfully complete an assessment. Right now, we know that CMMC is, is not in, in law yet. It's, it's not a, a permanent thing yet. So how do we make sure that everyone stays up to date with what's going on? Well, the best thing to do is to stay up to date with the official websites, the DOD's website for CMMC, as well as the Cyber AB website also has a lot of good resources for CMMC. There are a ton of good resource, additional good resources out there by third parties. On our site, prevention.io, we have an, a, a good section on CMMC that we try to keep up to date as well. But, you know, obviously no organization is going to be perfect. Everyone has their own interpretation of the CMMC program. So I always encourage folks to, uh, in addition to some of those third-party resources, to go get it directly from the horse's mouth and to, to stay up to date, bookmark the DOD website so that you can see what's going on and any requirement changes, especially uh, around finalizing the program. Because once that gets to the point where it's finalizing, then the floodgates are going to be opened and everyone's going to be looking to get something related to CMMC done. Okay. Yeah, all these things that we've talked about, I know that's going to be really helpful for people who are starting their CMMC journey or who are maybe even knee-deep. Um, I really appreciate you being here today and discuss these things with us. Sure. I appreciate it as well. And as, as folks continue to uh, to go down that CMMC journey, always, you know, remember that you have CMMC experts and certified assessors out here that can assist you take advantage of those resources and uh, don't try to tackle it alone. It's not worth it. These folks understand what needs to be done and they can help you with it. So I appreciate the time and effort that was put into setting this up and ability to answer a few questions. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Demystifying Cybersecurity. We hope you found today's insights valuable and actionable in your quest for a safer digital world. We want to thank our sponsor, Provincial Government Solutions, a trust and leader in cybersecurity solutions. Their support makes it possible for us to bring you this knowledge and expertise, helping you navigate the complexities of cybersecurity with confidence. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated on the latest in cybersecurity intelligence, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And please, 
Take a moment to leave us a review. Your feedback is invaluable in shaping the content we bring to you. Have questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes? Contact us on our website at provincia.io or connect with us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, knowledge is your best defense in the digital world. Stay informed, stay vigilant, and together we'll make the digital landscape safer for all. Until next time, this is Heather Bennett signing off. Stay secure and stay informed.